I'm Kimberla Lawson Roby, and this is the Woman God Created You to Be podcast. The Woman God Created You to Be podcast is for the woman who wants to become the very best she can be in all areas of her life, and it is my sincere prayer that together you and I will be able to do just that. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me, and here's today's episode. I would like to begin by dedicating today's episode to my dear friend and brother in publishing, New York Times bestselling author Eric Jerome Dickey. Eric was certainly one of the most talented writers in history, but he was also kind, supportive, and full of life, and he will forever be missed by Will and me, his family, other friends, readers, and colleagues. So please rest well, my dear brother. Rest on in peace. So when I was in my 20s, my mom told me that not everyone wishes you well. But while I certainly understood what she was saying and I appreciated her wisdom, it wasn't until years later in my early 30s that I began experiencing what she tried to prepare me for. I mean, it is true that I may have slightly experienced it a bit earlier, but when I began writing my first book and telling a few people about it, that's when I discovered that not everyone was happy about my new endeavors. I remember being so excited about becoming a writer and about the idea of potentially being published, but after I began sharing my news with certain folks, I quickly realized how much of a mistake I was making. In fact, Some people listened to what I had to say and then stared at me with no words to speak, and others looked at me seemingly as though I was now focused on some impossible dream that I would never see come to pass in a trillion years. In some cases, I believe they thought my idea was far-fetched at best, although there were a couple of people who did say, oh, really, or, oh, okay, good for you. But from there, even they quickly moved on to a totally different conversation. They asked me no questions, such as what I was writing about, why I had even decided to write a book, or when I thought I might be finished with it. They just weren't all that interested, and some acted as though the idea of me writing a book and getting it published was nothing more than a childlike fantasy. And it was after all of this that I decided to stop sharing my news with anyone other than Will, my mom, my two brothers, a couple of other family members, and two of my closest friends, all of whom had been supportive and excited about what I was doing. And not only that, but they'd all been supportive from the very beginning. This was also the reason that outside of them, I kept my hopes, goals, and dreams to myself, because if I hadn't done that, I knew I would have stopped right in the middle of what I was writing and given up for good. I knew if I had continued to see some of the discouraging looks I saw on some people's faces in person or hearing some of the very doubtful comments by phone, I knew I would lose total confidence, not only in the plan God had given me, but also in myself and in what I was trying to write about. Still, it was also disappointing to me and to some degree heartbreaking because I have always been so very happy and excited about the accomplishments and successes of anyone close to me. And for whatever reason, I guess I just expected that same level of support from some of those same people. But as it turned out, moving in silence is what sustained me and it kept me on track. And surrounding myself only with people who were actually rooting for me is what gave me the courage I needed to continue on to the finish line. And from that point on, things were good for a while. 
That is until I made the decision to self-publish my book and sample book covers arrived from the printer. Then, not long after that, I received sample copies of the entire book itself, something that I was sure would change the minds of those who hadn't supported me while I was writing it. But it didn't. In fact, one person I told by phone remained silent for so many seconds, I'm not sure she even realized how long her delay in responding actually was. But when I didn't say anything else either, she finally said, Oh, wow. Congratulations. Then, if that weren't enough, when I showed the final book covers to a different person, they'd mentioned how they were thinking that maybe I was just writing some sort of pamphlet, and according to them, some sort of pamphlet that was for family and friends. This, of course, was something I didn't understand because I had never told anyone that I was writing a pamphlet of any kind. I had only shared that I was writing a book. But even after final printed books arrived, that first printing of 3,000 copies, the not wishing you well thing still didn't go away. Because once Will had encouraged me to give my two-week notice to my employer so I could devote 100% of my time toward publishing my book, one person still said to him, so how does a person work from home? And worse, that person even laughed about it a little. To this day, I'm not sure exactly what that question fully meant, but if I had to guess, I believe the person thought that I was going to fail as an author and never should have even considered the idea of leaving my full-time job, not to mention they likely didn't believe I should be taking such a huge financial risk because, after all, stepping out on faith and leaving my job had also meant that Will and I no longer had two incomes. We only had his, which was definitely a big change for us, but it was also something we discussed and began preparing for. And then there was the quote-unquote friend who called me after the book launch reception to tell me that she'd spoken to someone who didn't think the photo of me that I had placed on the back of the book was a good one. And I won't lie, if her reason for calling me was to hurt my feelings and to make me feel bad about a photo that had been printed on 3,000 copies of my brand new novel, then she succeeded wonderfully. Because the truth is, I was hurt. And I remember looking at that photo so many times, wishing I had taken a better photo than I had or that I had used a different one altogether. But this experience also taught me to be careful about anyone who tells you that someone else has said anything bad about you without naming them. Because chances are, that infamous someone might actually be the person delivering the hurtful news to you in the first place. But nonetheless, and through all of that, this is what I also had to learn. And if you have haters and naysayers in your life and those who just won't wish you well, then I hope you'll learn this valuable lesson too. Some people are simply going to be who they are and they have no desire to change for the better. And in some cases, folks are simply being who they have always been and they will never genuinely wish you well no matter what you say or do. So if you find that family, friends, or anyone else won't support your dreams and aspirations, just know that their ill feelings toward you are likely not about you in the least. Know that it is likely about them and that sadly, your courage, gifts, talents, and abilities may be reminding them of what they're not doing in their own lives. They may not have any confidence in themselves at all or any idea about how to move forward with their own wishes and desires. Because believe me, they definitely have them. They definitely want to do more in life than what they're doing currently. But no matter what their reason is, their lack of faith or belief in their purpose isn't your fault. And what they say about you and your purpose 
isn't your business and you should never apologize or allow anyone to make you feel bad about anything God has so divinely called you to do. Now for the three things you can do as it relates to today's topic. Number one, believe God and not those who will never wish you well. This is the absolute best thing you can do because if you keep your focus on God and what he wants you to do, you won't have to worry about anyone else and what they think one way or the other. If you keep your mind centered on God versus worrying about naysayers, you'll be so much better off. Because if you don't keep your focus on God and you do allow those particular folks to get inside your head, they will talk you out of everything you have confidence in. They will stifle your progress. And before long, you'll find yourself trusting and believing them much more than you trust and believe God. You'll decide that you don't have what it takes to be successful and that you are crazy to ever think you can be successful in any way, shape or form simply because someone made you believe you weren't good enough. So again, I am encouraging you to believe God and not those who will never wish you well. Number two, surround yourself with people you can truly trust. This will usually include a very small circle of people, but even if you have only two people you can trust, people who you can truly depend on, who you truly believe want the very best for you, then you've already won half the battle. If you have at least two people who have shown you year after year that they have your back through good times and bad, people who will check on you, pray for you, keep you encouraged, people who will never let you give up under any circumstances, then you are already blessed beyond measure. And if for some reason you're not sure whether you can actually trust someone with your goals and dreams, then please pray for discernment. Ask God to show you who you should share things with and who you absolutely shouldn't share anything with at all. And number three, don't worry about anyone who doesn't support you. Because here's the thing, not everyone supported Jesus either. Not even those who resided in his own town of Galilee, yet he pressed on and fulfilled the purpose that God gave him. He was criticized, ridiculed, and envied like no other, yet he still carried out his mission and he did what his father placed him on this earth to do. He healed the sick and performed miracle after miracle. And best of all, he made the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. So if Jesus didn't allow anyone to distract or stop him from doing what God had called him to do, we definitely shouldn't allow anyone, family, friends, or otherwise, to distract or stop us either. And finally, here's a scripture to help you even further. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, English Standard Version. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. And as always, I pray that our time together has been a blessing to you in at least some way. And if it has been a blessing to you, I do hope you'll share this podcast with others. Until then, please stay safe and know that I am praying all of God's wonderful blessings for you and your family always. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to receive further encouragement, please check out the companion book for this podcast, The Woman God Created You To Be, Finding Success Through Faith, Spiritually, Personally, and Professionally. Also, if you'd like to discuss today's topic or share a personal story, please visit me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. 
Then so you won't miss a single episode, please subscribe to the podcast or follow it through your favorite listening app or website. And if you would, please write a review and recommend the show to others. Until next time, much love, God bless, and thanks again.